Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Podcast. More information about Lifehouse and our senior pastors, Richard and Helen Kabakian, can be found at lifehouse.com.au. We hope you enjoy the following message. You know, it wasn't too long ago, well, actually many, many years ago, that Helen and I purchased our first home. We were so happy about that. And... Um, You know, we actually bought this house sight unseen because we were just so desperate to get into a house. And so we eventually bought this beautiful home, um, which wasn't so beautiful. And uh, we had a decision to make, you know, did we want to spend a whole lot of money on, uh, you know, rewiring, re-stumping, re-plumbing this house? Or did we want to get on with the things that make a house look beautiful? You know, the nice walls and the kitchen and the bathrooms and... And so we decided, well, let's go half-half. Let's, let's not live in a house that's unsafe. So we did rewire it and did a little bit of replumbing. But the one thing we didn't do was re-stump the house. And for those of you who don't know what that means, the house was on an angle. And it wasn't a huge angle, but it, it was there. And what we probably should have done was re-stump the home, but we didn't. And we just got on with building this home. And my father-in-law graciously actually built this house for us. And he's a, he's a master builder, this guy. So he, he was actually able to build this house so that everything looked like it was level, but it actually wasn't. And we lived in that home and we enjoyed it for many, many years. Except that when we began to outgrow the home, we wanted to build a second level. And as we got different people in to come and uh, quote our home for this second level, we quickly discovered that none of them could do it because the foundations were already off. The whole house was already on an angle and you cannot build the second story on a level that is that on, a, on a floor that is already out of level. And, uh, and so what we discovered was, hey, it, was, it suited our life for a time, but we certainly couldn't build our dreams on a foundation that wasn't right. And I believe that that applies to our lives today. You know, maybe you're just getting by right now with the current foundation of your life and you seem to be pretty happy you're getting by, but I believe God's got more for you and God wants to build your life and he wants to build the second story and the third story and the fourth story. But often he can't because the foundation that we're building on is not deep enough, it's not straight enough and it hasn't been sorted out. And I really believe that God wants to bring that into your world today. He wants us to focus on some foundations. You know, I've been into many people's homes and even in my own home, and sometimes you may see a crack on the wall. And, you know, the thing about cracks on the walls is that they look terrible and it just looks like the place is falling apart. And what you can be tempted to do is to just get some putty out or get some no more gaps or whatever and actually just try and fill in the cracks. But you and I know what happens in a very short period of time, the cracks simply open up again. And you can spend your whole life fixing cracks rather than fixing the cause of those cracks. You know, I was just reading an article recently about a um, a Melbourne woman who was paid uh, $400,000 from Melbourne Council after she started to notice some cracks in her house. I'm going to show you some pictures here right now. And uh, you will see that these cracks are huge. And she, she says in some places you could actually stick your hand into the cracks. In some places even her fist was able to go straight through the cracks. And she didn't know why it was happening. Initially she was getting them repaired. 
And then they just opened up and opened up. And what she quickly discovered was that Melbourne Council had actually planted a tree, which you can see right here now. Uh, they, she planted a tr they planted a tree outside her home and the tree was beautiful and she was enjoying its shade and everything else that it provided. But what she didn't realise was the root system was messing with her foundation and it totally destroyed the home. The home actually needs to be destroyed and rebuilt by Melbourne City Council. And, you know, she, you know, in our lives, just like that tree was planted by Melbourne City Council outside her home, do you know, we can have trees that are planted beside our life. And it can be the tree of disappointment. And you might look at that tree and think it's harmless, but what you don't realise is its root system is going down and messing with your foundation to the point where you start to feel like there is no hope for your life. Or maybe it's the tree that's been planted beside your house of watching someone go through a lot of pain and it makes you start to think, why would God allow that? You know, that's, that's your foundation being messed with, with the roots of the tree of watching someone's pain. You know, maybe it's the tree of betrayal and, and, and you think you're over it, but what you don't realise is the root system is actually messing with your foundation of trusting people and allowing people into your world. You know, guys, it's so important to look beyond the cracks and actually start to look to the foundation of what's going on. A foundation is what stabilises us. And I'm telling you right now, there are cracks appearing everywhere in our society. There are cracks in people's relationships. There are cracks in, the, in people's health. There are cracks in people's financial situation. And people are just simply trying to patch things. And, and what I'm noticing as a pastor, as, as someone who is speaking to people in every sphere of life, you can't just go about continually fixing cracks. Friends, you've got to fix the foundation. And there is a beautiful story that Jesus tells or a parable that Jesus tells that speaks straight into this situation. And it's Luke chapter 6, verses 47 to 49. You're going to see it come up on your screen. Just read with me. It says, Jesus says, As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, he says, I will show you what they are like. Here it goes. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. I love that part. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Now, that story might sound a little bit familiar to you. Um, maybe as a child growing up, you heard the story of the three little pigs. Do you remember that? When one built his house out of straw, one built his house out of wood and one built his house out of brick and, you know, the wolf comes along and he'll huff, how does it go? He'll huff and he puff and he'll blow your house down. And, and you can start to think that those two stories are similar and maybe even the same story, but it's actually not because the story of the three pigs concentrates on the external. That story is telling us that a house will either blow down or won't blow down, whether it's made out of straw, wood or, or uh, brick. But Jesus' parable is very different. He doesn't tell us there's any difference in the houses that he talked about externally. They looked like both homes were very well built. Jesus is saying the determining factor was the foundation, not the house itself. 
Not, Jesus is saying you wouldn't, you wouldn't tell, you could not tell which house was well built or the, the house that was destined for destruction but just by simply looking on the outside. It was the foundation. And you know what? This is the, this is the part that shocks me about that story. Both people had a dream. Both those people, the wise and the foolish guy, both wanted to build a place that they could enjoy. Why else would you build a house? They wanted a place of safety. They wanted a place for their future. Everybody is trying to build something. Nobody wants to live a life of defeat. Both people were looking for happiness. You know, nobody wants to live a life of destruction. No one plans to waste their life. No one plans to walk down an altar, get married, and then somehow find themselves getting divorced. No, no one plans that. But both these people were planning for happiness, but only one person actually found that happiness and it was long-lasting and their house stood. Do you know, this house, what does it represent? A house represents your life. First of all, it's your life. That's what it represents. But it doesn't stop there. It also represents your family, your house. You know, in the Bible, it talks about the house of David, for example, or the house of Saul. It, it talks about your family. So that house could represent your family. Uh, it could also represent your ministry. If you're a preacher or you're trying to serve God somehow, that a house represents your ministry. That's why the Bible talks about the house of God, for example. And it also represents your business. It's what you're doing with your life. And, you know, all of us are trying to build something. And Jesus here is telling us, guys, there is a way to build it that it will last and bring you the happiness you're believing for. Or you can play games and just keep filling in cracks and don't do the hard yards and don't worry about your foundation. Don't worry about what this whole thing is built on. And one day it will come crashing. According to Jesus, I'm not trying to be negative here today. What we're trying to do is, hey, let's stop going about with a whole lot of putty and trying to fill the cracks of our lives. No, come on, let's be the people that look at what's sitting underneath our feet and let's fix this thing once and for all. That woman whose house was destroyed by Melbourne Council, they're not going about with putty they've already decided let's fix this thing once and for all and they're giving her a brand new home set on a brand new foundation. That's where it's starting from. Now, here comes the scary part. Are you ready? Both men wanted the same thing. And here it is, guys. I've always seen this story as, you know, the person who's maybe a Christian, who has faith in God, and the person who's maybe not a Christian and, you know, just working off the world's system. But that's not true. Both of them were Christians because it says they both heard the words of Jesus. Jesus said, there's two people, both of them heard my word. As far as I can tell, that that would say, that's Christians to me. That's people that are sitting in church from week to week. That's people that are listening to this message here right now. But Jesus is saying, it wasn't the people who just simply heard the words whose house stood. It was the people who heard the words but actually did something about it. Both those people built a home. Both of them encountered a storm. Both of them wanted happiness. Only one of them got what they wanted. And Jesus tells us why. One of them was wise and one of them was foolish. What made the wise person wise? What made the foolish person foolish? Well, Jesus goes into the exact reason why. A wise person, wait for it, is someone who can apply spiritual truths to life's decisions. I'm going to say that again. A wise person who can take spiritual truths and apply them to life's decisions. 
A fool has an inability or refusal to apply biblical truth and apply them to life's decisions. In other words, friends, you can hear the words of Jesus all day long, but it's the people who apply his words. They are the people that are building on a proper foundation because see, a foundation is where you start. So here's a question for you. When you are making decisions about your life, the person you're going to marry, the financial decisions you're about to make, where you're about to go, what you're about to say, what you're about to post, what you're about to do, when you're about to make a decision, what's your starting point? Where do you start from? Is it what the world says, what your mum said, what your grandpa said, what your dad said, what your cousin said, what your brother said? Is it what what, even what your own heart says? Or is your starting point the words of Jesus? What's your foundation? Is that where you start from? Because the person who starts from there, it's a fantastic start. But then from there, what happens? Do you then apply the words of Jesus? Come on, in 2021, let's be the sort of person that says, you know what, maybe I've drifted a little. Maybe I'm just doing my own thing these days because I've been hurt, disappointments. Maybe you tried the words of Jesus and, it may, and somehow it looked like it didn't work. Hey, come on, let's reset. Let's get back on the, on the foundation again to say, no, Jesus, I trust your words. And I do believe that if I put them into practice, you're going to help me win and that my house will be exactly what I'm dreaming about. Friends, foundations are so important. Recently, Helen and I, we've got the beautiful, uh, beautiful home and the side of the home was just terrible. It only had, was, was sand, literally sand with a little bit of rocks. And I wanted to put some pavers down. Now, I thought, now, I've, I've done this before. I've, I've, I've put some pavers around the edging of my garden. But, when, you know, when I lay down the edging of my garden, I actually dug down deep and I put some concrete with some steel in it and then I put the pavers on top. And I'm telling you, seven years later, you, walk, you have a look at that foundation, you look at those pavers, they have not moved an inch. They are solid, they're rock solid, they're going nowhere. I laid these pavers down and I thought, you know, I should do the same thing again and put the concrete down and but I got a little bit lazy and it's expensive and, and it takes time. And so I didn't do that. I, what I just did is I just, I just got a, a, a packing machine and I just packed down the sand and I laid down these pavers. Do you know, they looked fantastic for the first, for at least three weeks. They looked amazing. They were so straight. You could take photos of them, everything, until it rained. And then when it began to rain, and when I mean rain, it rained, and all of a sudden that water got through those cracks and it started to shift those sands and now those pavers are moving and, and it looks terrible. Now, I'm constantly trying to fix it, but my point is this, guys. If I had just taken the time to put the concrete down, those pavers would be going nowhere. I wonder what, what areas of your life are shifting and they're moving and things aren't looking great at the moment. Why? Because we haven't taken the time to build our decision-making and everything that we're about to do on the words of Jesus. Friends, you need to hear me. These people did not have a knowledge problem. They had a wisdom problem. Knowledge is knowing something. Wisdom is knowing what to do with what you've just heard. That's the difference. Knowledge, for example, knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Did you know that? Tomato is a fruit. Yeah, that's knowledge. But wisdom will tell you, but don't put a tomato into a fruit salad. No one's ever done that before. That's the difference between wisdom and knowledge. These people knew a whole lot. And, you know, I'm getting concerned a little because I I see a whole lot of people and their highest priority, highest, is just to listen to another YouTube message, to listen to another podcast message, to listen to flat-out conferences all over the world. And they think 
And hear my heart here. I'm not being negative. I'm just being real when I say it's great. What a great desire you've got to want to learn. But friends, it doesn't stop there. Jesus, Jesus tells us that these people heard the word. They listened to podcasts. They watched multiple YouTube clips. That's what Jesus is saying. But it's the person who took what they heard and applied it. That's the person whose house is going to stand. That's the person whose house is built on a foundation. You know, in our building, if you walk around, there's so many lights here. And so we decided a long time ago, hey, let's put most of our um, lights on motion sensors so that we're not wasting any power and we're not wasting money. And so, you know, you walk into a room and when the motion detector notices that someone's in the room, the lights come on. And I think it's a great way to go. Do you know God's word is exactly the same? Do you know, it's when God's word notices movement, motion, that the lights come on. Do you know, when you're reading God's word, hey, that's, that's one thing, that's one thing. But when you begin to act upon it, God's word comes to light. That's when it starts to work. Nothing, friends, nothing will change in your life if all you do is hear God's word, but don't act upon it. Your marriage will not get better if all you do is hear God's word. Oh, that's a great word, fantastic word I heard today about forgiveness. Great word I heard today about encouragement. Oh, what a great word about being romantic. What a great word about whatever it was. But if you don't act upon it, God's word doesn't come to light. Just like a motion detector doesn't switch the lights on until it notices action and movement. Come on, get some action on. Don't just amen me. Go and live this thing, friend, because it works. Jesus' words actually work and they'll change your life and your life will never be the same if you act upon his word. How many times do we need to see this in the Bible where Jesus says, you know what, I'm happy to raise Lazarus from the dead, but you need to move the stone. Hey, They may have said, man, I like the way he said, move the stone. What a great concept that was, move the stone. And a whole lot of guys could have sat around and talked about, you know, what does the Greek word mean for stone, I wonder? When Jesus said, move the stone, you know, they could have sat there and debated all day. But Jesus would have said, guys, I'm serious, move the stone. What if they just had to sit around for three or four days just going, I just like the way he put that message together when he said, move the stone. Like, what a great word that was. How did he think of stuff like that? They could have debated it all day long, but until they moved to the stone, Lazarus was not going to be raised from the dead. Hey, guys, fill the jars with water. I'm going to change it to wine. What if they had, oh, I wonder what type of water he really means. Does he mean distilled water or sparkling water? You know, does he mean water from that river? Or... Guys, just fill the jars with water. It's not up for debate, guys. Just act on it. But when they fill those jars with water, Jesus changed them to wine. Every time, you read your Bible, every time there was a major miracle, Joshua, let the priests put their feet in the water. As soon as they put their feet in the water, the Jordan River is going to open up for you. I wonder what he means by by feet. Is that symbolic? Does he sort of mean that we need to take... a stand for something? Is that what he meant? No, literally, put your feet in the water and the waters will part. That's when the miracle starts. Friends, as we're reading the Bible, when Jesus says, don't worry, it, oh, what a great concept that is. Imagine you could be, no, he actually means it. And when you choose to do what he says, you get the response. You get the miracle. Come on, someone, you need to be clapping and praising God. Someone should be on their couches right now doing some, some form of miracles and action or something. Hey, listen. Please don't get caught up in the tradition of hearing God's word and doing nothing about it. Friends, it has no value to you. You know, I heard a preacher say recently that 
He prefers bananas over oranges. He prefers bananas over apples. He just loves bananas. I thought, okay, where's, where's he going with this? He says, but you know what? He says, there's one thing I know, that an apple has got far more nutrition than a banana does. He says, so in order to eat the apples, what he does is he goes to the fair and you know how you can go to the fair and you can buy apples that have been dipped in syrup or as we call it, toffee, okay? And, you know, you can eat an apple all day long that is coated, you know, I think we call them toffee apples here in Australia. You know, if, if, if you have a toffee apple, can, can I ask you a question? Is there any value in eating a toffee apple? I think there is a lot of value in just eating an apple, but a toffee apple, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think there's a whole lot of nutritional value in that. And, you know, sometimes for some of us, we take God's word, which is the apple, but then we dip it in public opinion. We dip it in what my grandpa thinks. We dip it in what Instagram says. You know what? Jesus says some things, but we, we seem to be dipping his word and we sugarcoat it and we do a whole lot of other things to his word and it's not the pure word of God anymore. And then we wonder why it's not giving us the value that we thought it should have. You know, Psalm uh, verse 11, Psalm 11 verse 3 says, when the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? Do you know, it was only apparent who the wise person was and who the foolish person was when the storm came. Do you know, when, it, when the sun was shining, you had no idea who was who. Both homes looked amazing. And you know, right now, I look at some people's lives and I'm telling you, both lives look amazing. But when the storms come, it starts to show me who was built on the rock and who's built on the sand. You know, right now, right around the world, due to COVID-19, we have discovered which businesses were on the edge financially, didn't have great systems, didn't have great marketing plans because now they've gone broke, they're gone. But the companies that had a whole lot of reserve, a great backup plan, great systems, those are the companies that have lasted and have been able to endure. You know, it's only through the storm we've come to see which businesses were foolish and which businesses were wise. Do you know, during this time, unfortunately, unfortunately, even as our, in our own church, and it's happening around the world, guys, we have seen a lot of marriages fall over during this season. Why? Because people are trapped in the same home. They can't, be, they, they, they can't ignore their problems. They're forced to live together. And we've seen a, a few marriages fall over during this season. Why didn't it fall apart before? Because there was no storm. The sun was shining. But now that the storm has come, we've discovered who were the wise and who were the foolish. Friends, come on, 2021, can I ask you in Jesus' name, check your foundations. You know, as a church, we're going to be moving forward. We're going to be asking you to be a part of many things. But one of the main things we're asking you to be a part of is to be a part of a life group where, where you can learn and discover and go and check your foundations to see what you're really building your house on. Because storms have got the ability, friends, to really, really knock you over. Do you remember the story in Mark chapter 4, um, verses 35 to 41? But we're not going to read all of it. But this is the story where Jesus says to his disciples, hey, guys, let's cross over to the other side. And, uh, and I want to go do some things over there and do some ministry. And as they were heading over, the Bible says a storm hit the boat. Now, you've got to remember, these people are fishermen. 
They are experienced professional fishermen. But the Bible says that they were afraid and they were fearing for their lives. When a fisherman is fearing for his life, you know that you're in trouble. It's like when an air hostess or cabin crew uh, are starting to get have that nervous look on their face when there's turbulence, you know that you should be getting nervous too, right? These people were thinking they were going to die and the Bible says that Jesus was asleep. And, and they yell out to him, Master, don't you care? See, that's what storms do to us. They make us ask questions like that. Don't you care? But Jesus wakes up and he says, you a little faith. Why would he say that to them? Because they forgot his first words. They, they stepped off the foundation. Jesus said, let us go to the other side. That's what Jesus gave them as a word. In other words, no matter what storm came, even if they were literally floating there on pieces of wood that had been, because the ship had been destroyed, for example, they still would have got to the other side, friends, Because Jesus said, let us go to the other side. They should have said, hey guys, I know that we're in a storm right now, but Jesus said, let us go to the other side. You know, when you step off Jesus' words, all of a sudden you are open to what the world says, to how the world thinks you should do things. But no, no, we need to stay on his foundation. Jesus said, that's how we're going to do it. It may not feel good, look good. It looks like we're in troubled waters actually. But Jesus says, I promise you, if you would just act upon my word, you will get to the other side. Amen, someone? Come on. We need to believe his words. You know, when I was much younger, I remember my parents bought my brother. Um, you know, one of those, it's, I think they're called punching balloons. You know, it's like a man and I think it was like a Santa Claus back in the day, actually. And, it, and, 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 and you punch this thing and then it falls backwards and then it just goes back up again and then you punch it and it falls back and it comes back up again. And my brother and I, we would just punch this thing all day. And, and you know, and, it, and sometimes we would punch it so hard, honestly, the thing would skip along the, the kitchen floor. But it would always just pop back up again. And the reason being for that is because it had a solid foundation. And you know, when life gives you a couple of punches, guys, I'm telling you, when your foundation is right, you will just pop back up again. Hey, you're going to have trials and tribulations. There's going to be things that come your way in 2021. But when your foundation is right and and the world gives you a hit or financially or your marriage or your health or whatever it may be, you will pop back up and it may take you some time to pop back up again, but you will pop back up again because your foundation is right. I'm dreaming of a people who no matter what happens to you, when circumstances come your way, it's like, bang, gee, that hurt, but you just pop back up again. That's what I'm believing for you. And how do we become that person? Friends, check your foundation. What are you building on? Opinion or God's word? I know you're hearing his word for many of you, but are you acting on it? Because that's when the light is switched on. That's when the miracle takes place. Come on, right now, I know this is one of those jaw-punching messages, but friends, it's true. And I've been, I've been around long enough to see that Jesus' words are a reality. So my prayer for you right now is that you would check your foundations and say, Jesus, okay, I'm hearing you. I'm not just going to be hearing your word now, but I'm going to be acting upon your word. Come on, would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for every person who is watching this, that Lord God, we wouldn't just be hearers of your word, but we would be doers of your word so that we can reset our foundation, Father God, so that we can build and build and build upon it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Hi, I'm Richard Kabakian, pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. 
My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now, and if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.